0: It's Thursday, December the 14th, I'm Mark Steadman, and this is Morning Creative. First off, we begin with an apology. The devil's water, it ain't so sweet. You don't have to drink right now. Sweet. That was the word I was after. Not cheap. If you heard yesterday's episode, then you know uh, to what that was in reference and management. Apologises for the error No one brought it up, I just realised um, Shortly thereafter uh, Actually I think I was looking for uh, Evidence of people getting annoyed On the internet about uh, once and a little while um, I found on Reddit thread It's not important How is your Thursday going so far? I hope you are doing well I hope you've dragged yourself out of bed And you're feeling ready for a creatively inspiring day um, i got a phone one today This is all about positioning um no I swear it's fun. Um it's a way of thinking about yourself and your work. Um so I don't know how familiar you are with the work of Seth Godin but he has talked a lot about positioning and he has a very sort of fun little matrix that you can do that uh it's it's basically a a four part grid. Um you can divide it up into smaller parts if you want. But you have two axes. So you draw two lines, one vertically centre, one horizontally centre, and those are two scales. And so on one scale might be cheap, and uh, one end of the scale is cheap, and at the other end of the scale is expensive. And then um, you could have uh, quick, uh, you know, delivered quickly on one end of the other scale, and delivered slowly on another. So you can get things that are quick and cheap, quick and slow, expensive and cheap and expensive and slow. Um, And so that's just a way of being able to, you know, differentiate any product. But you can do the same thing with your creative work. And I think it's really useful if you want to start figuring out how your work is different from other people. And you, what's nice about this exercise, you get to do it as many times as you want and using as many different axes as you want. And the more that you do this, the more you understand yourself about what differentiates your work you start to see how you land in all of these different areas of the grid Um, and so with the work I've done before you might have something like 16 boxes Uh, and so you're starting to say exactly how cheap or exactly how expensive so it's 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 not so much a binary you can you can have a bit of gradation and if you're evaluating a lot of other people's work that feel maybe they're in a similar field you can start plotting them on this uh, on this graph effectively and so Seth has a video where he does this with uh, chocolate bars and so he has a bunch of flip charts uh, and he's got these different axes and uh, he he pins the little uh, logos or he just you know sticks the the little logos on the uh, on the piece of paper to show where they appear in different um spectra if you like and so this came up for me uh, a week or so ago when um i was working with uh, my wonderful uh social media person because i have a wonderful social media person hello um and uh we were sort of you know discussing the tone of voice and, and all that kind of stuff for for my written my written stuff so you know when i'm uh, when things are being posted to my instagram and my linkedin and and my whatever else and you know just nailing nailing all that stuff down and i made the distinction i made two actually um that i am more david mitchell than i am lee mac so uh there is a tv program here in the uk called would i lie to you and it's been running for Ooh Something like seventeen years, and maybe longer. Actually, it's quite a long-running show, and David Mitchell and Lee Mack have been the two opposing uh, team captains for the entire run. And they have—it's—it's it's a show where they clearly have a lot of fun together, and it's wonderful to watch. I absolutely love it. But they're both very, very different. Lee Mack is a—he's a, he's a quick punster. You know, he likes the puns. He likes to go for the quick and easy gag. Uh, it's you know often they're the sort of groaners but there's so much joy in that um and and he's also just very quick with with turning a word around on its head and like his mind just works really really quickly when it comes to wordplay and then you've got david mitchell who has this sort of he's much you know and and what's quite nice is there's a a literal north south divide as well so lee max this sort of you know chipper northern fella la-di-da um versus david mitchell who's much more down here and southern and dry and gets frustrated at things that don't seem to make sense and gets you know oh why would you you know this doesn't make any sense this is that's not a thing you know it's all that kind of stuff um and i was positioning myself as more in my tone david mitchell than i am lee mack now i I like them both but if i'm picking i'm going the drier route i'm going the less wordplay route uh in the written word um again not because i don't enjoy that but because it's just it's not my communication style i tend to go for the the sillier actually and david mitchell's not necessarily that silly um, but I like dry silliness. I like a Graham uh, Chapman from, from Monty Python. You know, I like the guy who turns up in the army, you know, generals. What was he? It was a colonel, I think, who turns up in the army colonel's um, dress uniform and tells people to stop being silly. You know, it's all that stuff. I love, you know, the the dry. I used to have a piano teacher who was very dryly silly. And it's it's that sort of. You know, delivered quite straight facedly, but but silly and absurd, and I love that. Um, it's probably my my sort of favourite sense of humour, really. Um, and so that you know, I, I couldn't find a good a good example because you don't have them quite as much now. We don't. I don't know that we have that many of that kind of comedian anymore because it's quite public school. Um, but you know, I went with David Mitchell. Now the other uh, ex- uh, the uh, other. Uh, differentiation that I drew was with radio stations. So there are two radio stations owned by the same group, uh, the same radio group. Um, There's Absolute Radio and there is Greatest Hits Radio. So Greatest Hits Radio is very... It's for mums and dads, probably grandparents now, uh, young young grandparents. They're definitely young at heart. Uh, They've got a sense of humour, but maybe they tut... If something gets a little bit too, you know, or feels a little bit on the nose, maybe they sort of, you know, when they hear a joke that mild, might be mildly political because they're thinking, oh, someone's going to take offence. Oh, someone's going to write in a letter. They like Dawn French, uh, which is good because she's the voice of the station. Um, she, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's some humour, but again, it's not silly. It's not overwrought. They like the songs. Um... And it's all quite sort of cosy and friendly and warm, very warm. Um, and I've got a bit of that. You know, I, I'd like to think I'm a bit warm. Um, but I am more Absolute Radio, which it happens to be the station I listen to. Now, I, I'm quite happy listening to both. Uh, my parents listen to Greatest Hits Radio, as it happens. Um, but I'm, I'm an Absolute Radio guy. And Absolute Radio is quirkier it's got matt berry who you might know from the it crowd he was the the boss he was the the son of renum who took over in the uh, subsequent series after the first series he's also in what they do in the shadows he is uh laszlo think laszlo um and he's you know wonderful character actor He's very much, you know, Matt Berry is, is sort of Matt Berry, wherever you go, Toast of London, other of his big shows. Yes, I can hear you, Clem Fandango. Um, and he's the voice of Absolute Radio and has been for its entire 15-year run so far. So he's the whole sort of Absolute Radio, like all that kind of stuff. And they've got, I mean, they've got 15 years worth of his voice, so they've got... All sorts of jingles, all sorts of of bits where they've got him in the studio and got him to say really silly things, like really dumb things. I can't, I can't come up with any good examples right now, but they have genuinely funny lines that they'll they'll throw in every now and again. Um, some are a bit cheesier, but like a lot of them are, are genuinely quite funny and a little bit silly and absurd and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so the station is their whole sort of motto is. Um, where real music matters. And I'm trying to remember... Oh, the uh, Greatest Hits Radio is The Good Times Start Here, I think. Um, And so, you know, you, you've got... Where real music matters, that shows you there is authentic you know it's a gen x station it's authenticity is important um you know i'm going into this detail by the way for a reason right i'm I'm not just sort of waxing lyrical about a couple of radio stations all this stuff is important what these brands are saying is you know it's, it's what radio is one of those things because we have loyalty to a radio station where we don't with a tv show or a tv series um we there is something there is often something about how the radio station speaks to us that tells us something about ourselves, and so authenticity, real music matters. Um, you know, the, often the the presenters are quite musically. You know, they've they've got some real music music knowledge. Um, you, you know, uh, they. <sighs> Like they know how they speak to their audience. They know how their audience communicates. There's an informality, uh, most of the time. And, you know, it's, it's, it's all sort of quite well thought out because, you know, millions of pounds go into these things. Um, and so what's really fun is when we get to, f- to, to sort of find th- those things ourselves because you don't come at your work with a, with a, as a fully formed sense of, well, this is my positioning. This is where I am because you need to be able to look at some things to compare it to. So, a fun bit, of, uh, a fun you know exercise uh, to have to have a play with is to look at some of the work and start, or look at some of the artists. Look at people that are in your field that maybe you want to be like, or yeah, you you want to be you want to be in that room. You want to be in the room where it where it matters, uh, the room where it happens. Um, who are the people that you want to? be around who who do you want to be your peers and you don't want to be exactly like them i'm sure maybe you want to have some of what they have but you don't want to be like them you want to make your own work you want to make your own kind of music i've been getting uh, increasingly uh, obsessed with that song it's such a great song um yes but you get it right you want to make your own thing and so being able to You know, if you drew up a name, a list of, let's say, 10 10 names of these peers that, you know, you'd be happy to to see at a a thing, networking thing, whatever, or hang out with online, whatever. Start drawing up some axes. Do it on paper or do it on, you know, on a tablet or whatever. um, And think about what the different axes might be. So, for a picture book, it might be colorfulness—you know, like bright, bright colors versus muted colors, or bold colors versus pastel colors. You know that kind of thing. Um, broad brush strokes versus fine detail. You know, those. Though, though, so you could you could draw that as a as a you know uh, a quick two by two grid or a you know uh, eight by eight grid and start plotting yourself and the other people in that room and figuring out where they sit okay well you know they're they're quite bright and colorful oh, those ones tend to be a bit more muted there's a sort of a watercolor kind of style you know you could go um you know cuz i like the the books that are really sort of very and everything's very round versus something like a quentin blake where everything's very spiky and 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 thin you know i like i like round characters big Sort of round faces and everything's round <laughs> uh, i like that and, and that's one style but then you know you've got this like i said quentin blake style which is sort of much more thin and spiky and and that kind of stuff um and quentin blake it, it you know tends to be i guess like splashes of color versus big you know bigger bolder color so these are the kinds of axes you can draw um you know if you've got Uh, Peers in music and you're making similar kinds of music uh, on the face of it you know you both make um yeah punk right you both make you both write punk songs um and on one axis you've got like bass heavy or grungy sound so like that's one that's one um spectrum is the grunginess of the sound. That's your horizontal line. And then your vertical line is importance of lyrics or, you know, focus on lyrics. Some might just be it's kind of about just yelling, I am an, an uh, versus, you know, others which might be, I, I want to be an American idiot or don't want to be an American idiot or, you know, whatever it is. And so you can start to draw these things, and you draw multiples, uh, and you can repeat some, um, and 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 as you start to do that, you really get a sense of okay, wow. So my music is lyric heavy, not that grungy. It's really acoustic sounding, but there are drums and there there is a bass line. Um, there's I have no swearing in my songs, even though they're quite punchy. Versus you know. But but they talk about adult themes like you, you know we st- and by doing that you really start to hone in on wow this is where I'm different and if you're ever faced with that question or if you're ever sat looking at listening to consuming someone else's work and thinking bloody hell like what can I offer differently go back to those uh, those sheets you know the, those you know that your notebook or your or your pages wherever it is. And start looking and go. No, I am. I am different. I am making my own kind of music. I am unique because I. I and I can see it here. This is where my work is differentiated. Um, and really, like, have fun with that. Just, just as I did with that long example of of the radio stations. It, you know find the thing for you like that i'm a nerd so that kind of stuff i really like it uh, i really like the thought that goes into that stuff and and so and that kind of audio imaging and all those kinds of things i literally very very quickly tell you as a kid me and my friends taped... you know how most people of our age like who are now, you know, 40s, late 30s, early 40s, mid 40s, even late 40s, would tape songs off the radio. You get your cassette and you tape songs off the radio. I did a bit of that, but what I also did a lot of was I taped bits and jingles from the radio. Yes, so I would ha- I had a cassette tape that was made up of, like, little bits and little segments and jingles from my local radio station. Because, eh. Yeah. I, I like that stuff. So find your thing. Find the thing that makes you really sit down and think. Like, yeah, what are they saying? Like, what is the the way? And it could be fashion. It could be a TV show. It could be you know the aesthetic in uh, in a film that you know something that you think about quite a lot. Something that that obviously touches you and makes you think, and then you can start to go, okay, well, actually, I guess I'm more christopher nolan than i am martin scorsese for example and it doesn't have to do with film it could just be to do with if if that's the vibe that your work goes for then you know when i was talking about absolute radio versus uh greatest hits radio i wasn't talking about my presentational style um i wasn't talking about music that i use in my podcast i wasn't really talking about it in an audio sense at all it was more just a little bit uh, to to address the quirkiness versus the or the dryness versus the sort of soft rounded warmness, you know. There's a it's it's a way of a shorthand of making uh, making those distinctions. So find the ones that that uh, speak to you and and start having a having a bit of fun with it. I'll leave you. With, I'll leave that with you, and uh, let me know how you get on. By the way, um, always get in touch. Always happy to hear from you. So, uh, yes, enjoy the rest of your Thursday. We're nearly through the week. Well done. I'm proud of us. Uh, we've we've very much got this, and uh, I'll I will I will be with you tomorrow. Before you know it, so uh, enjoy Thursday, and we'll check in again tomorrow. a a a a